show who tink with my co-host christian conway has one point ever felt like three points ever <laughs> like this past weekend yeah so before we talk about el trafico because we're all dying to delve in and i'm sure that our listeners have other podcasts that they listen to but we thank you for choosing us and christian and i are super excited christian was there i watched for the comfort of my couch and you know as we're getting ready to tell you guys everything we're like oh yeah well i well he reminded me actually that the world cup qualifiers start tomorrow the u.s men's national team take on el salvador uh pulisic and Stefan are out um probably to no one's surprise and what i said to christian was we've done it before yeah you know it's 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 funny I, I i don't blame you for not remembering i think the ptsd of what happened in, in 2016 and 2017 probably didn't help there um yeah this is uh this is an interesting qualifying cycle because now it's the octagonal or the the, the ocho or the octa whatever we're we're now going to call what used to be the hex so instead of 10 games you have 14 games so uh, I think the pressure is a little bit less on teams. I think, you know, you're able to have a game or two where it kind of if you have a disappointing result, it's it's not the end of the world. Now, you know, obviously you, you look at this this upcoming week for, for the United States when it comes to qualifying, you know, El Salvador, Canada, and and and, and then, you know, I, I believe it's Honduras, but it might be Panama. I think the United States has to look at that week or this upcoming week, excuse me, let me do my tenses right, um, around seven points is what I would say. I think if anything less than seven points, it's going to be a bit of a disappointment. You know, true on the road in CONCACAF, as all of us know, is a very difficult, difficult, you know, proposition. It, it, you know, there's a reason people come to CONCACAF thinking, you know, they know everything and then are quickly, you know, dumped on their on their uh, proverbial rear. Um, I, I think, you know, this game, and, and, and to your point about uh, Pulisic and, and Stefan being out, Stefan with, with back spasms, um, I think Stefan being out isn't in, in the grand scheme of this week isn't that big of a deal. In the grand scheme of the conversation of who is the number one, um, you really want to see either a Matt Turner, you know, or or you know, you want to see someone step up and kind of say, "Hey, wait a minute, there should be a question about who's the number one for this team, right?" And I think you know, I think you can make a very strong argument that Matt Turner is probably number one over Zach Stefan, considering where they are respectively. Um, but in, in terms of uh, of this El Salvador team, with just a quick scout, you know, kind of, um, I, I I'm not familiar with with a fair amount of these players, unfortunately. Um, uh, you know, from talking to a few friends and then kind of just quickly looking at film, there's there's some individual talent here. Um, but you know, no, it doesn't feel like it's a very experienced team. It feels like it's a very young team that is just that is starting to try and build these, the you know, this framework for how do we be successful moving forward. You know. They've got Hugo Perez as head coach. He's a fantastic coach. And I think, you know, he's consciously trying to make this team younger and trying to make this team, you know, a little bit more dynamic. Um, you know, it it's amazing that they qualified, but it, they're not going to be one of those teams that just is kind of like, we're happy to be here and like play defensively, you know, 4-5-1 and make it really hard for the U.S. to operate. Like, they're going to go out and play a little bit. And I think the United States needs to be ready for that tomorrow night. Um, and also, I mean, you know... Th- I remember the last time we went down and played El Salvador and I just remember the roar of the crowd and it was just like, whoa, this is something different, man. Like, you know, you're, we're used to, you know, CONCACAF road games being so difficult, but, you know, the Cuscatalan, when it was going, was, it, it's up there in terms of atmosphere in, in CONCACAF. Um, so obviously, you know, they, they can't let themselves get behind and, you know, they can't let themselves get behind early. They can't, you know, 
let whatever crowd is allowed in. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not incredibly familiar with, with what, uh, what crowds will be allowed due to the, the ongoing global situation that we, we find ourselves in. Um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, it's not the end of the world if, you know, a Christian politic that hasn't played in two weeks isn't there. It's not the end of the world. And, 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 and we talked, especially when kind of the, at the beginning of this cycle, and I, I, you and I talked a lot about, you know, the, the reality is that qualifying has never been harder this time around, just simply because it's three games in a week. It's, you know, the games come thick and fast. It's a compressed schedule due to, you know, the, the, the compression of other rounds. You're going to need the next guy to step up. And I think, you know, Pulisic and Stefan going down is a, is a prime example of, like, what the, what the U.S. men's national team are going to need moving forward in qualification, which is they're going to need a guy to step into Stefan's role or step into Pulisic's role and say, I got this. You know what? If he can't go, then I can go. And I know we're going to be fine. And, you know, Bearhalter has emphasized that in pretty much every press conference when he's been asked about injuries, he's been asked about, like, the mentality of this team. And I think this team is a very close-knit group considering the summer they had. I feel really, like, this is weird for me to say, and I'm almost uncomfortable to say it. I feel pretty good about tomorrow night. Like, I feel good about going on the road in CONCACAF and getting three points. That is a weird thing to say, I know. <laughs> and I'm usually of the opinion that CONCACAF World Cup qualifying is the same as MLS, which is that, well, if you draw your road games and win your home games, you'll be fine, you know? You don't have to win a ton of road games. You can get away with winning, you know, two or three in a season. As long as you keep drawing them consistently, you're okay. CONCACAF World Cup qualifying is kind of the same to me because you know people are going to drop points on the road. The only team that's not going to do that is Mexico because Mexico is just so good. Um, well, unless it's against the U.S. men, right? Well, that's what you're, that's that's what you hope, um, and hopefully Cincinnati will will provide kind of the magic that we we lost a little bit in Columbus. Um, yeah, I, I think this is this is a big opportunity week to get started and to get a really positive start on the board as we move forward into the qualifying cycle. Um, it's not going to be an easy cycle, um, but you know, I think the U.S. considering the summer they had and considering where kind of the players they were calling and the players they're relying on. I think it's 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 a very this is a very good opportunity to, you know, exercise some demons and 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 Pulisic and and a lot of members around that to that Pulisic especially, you know who he was you know after the loss in Trinidad was crying in the showers for like an hour and a half after the game because he felt personally responsible at you know eighteen nineteen however old he was, you know he's now he's the lead guy here and you know I know I I guarantee and yeah we're not privy to locker room conversations. But I guarantee he's been everyone's ear, all the young players, all the players that weren't involved in, in that 2017 cycle, and is telling them, look, it's not a given. You have to go out there. And I, I saw a quote pursuant to that where he said, you know, I've been telling the guys it's a fight. And every single time we have to go out and fight. And that's a very different mentality than I think a, a, a few previous cycles where, oh, it's ordained we're going to the World Cup. Obviously we're going. You know, like, look at all these minnows. You know, like, we're so much better than they are. And then I think Trinidad was a huge cultural shift. Um, and I think, you know, Pulisic got the right message out of it, which is we cannot go into any of these games complacent. We have to go out and, you know, be the best version of ourselves that we can. And I, I'm excited to see what happens tomorrow night. Um, I think the game against Canada on the weekend is going to be really fun because it's always, you know, it's kind of a fun burgeoning rivalry. It's kind of fun to see that rivalry grow and, and to see a, a very young, precocious Canadian side. Um, but I feel, I feel very good about these first three games. And then we start getting into a little bit more complex games, you know, going to Costa Rica, going to Honduras and, you know, you going, you know, playing Mexico in both those games, you know, playing Costa Rica at home now. Um, but I, I think tomorrow night, I think a point is the minimum expectation. 
Um, but if they can get all three and just get off to that kind of start, especially on the road, I think that's a very good sign for the rest of qualifying. Yeah, and I think it's important to know that even the fans have to get over the PTSD of not qualifying, right? Like this team is showing so much more potential and when you have such a young team and a lot of MLSers on it, um, it's kind of a funny thing to say, look at the development, right? But, you know, when you're looking at how they did for Nations League and how they've done in friendlies, I mean, this team definitely is looking much better. And when you consider their opponents, um, yes, CONCACAF, when you said it was like MLS, what I thought we were going to say is because anything could happen and how how challenging it can be. Well, that too. And, and, well, that too. And, you know, and, and, you know, we talk about it all the time. Um, you know, what the U.S. is constantly just being able to compete, right? To just be seen as and taken seriously. Um, I think that that's, that's the biggest thing here when development, you know, has, has been a struggle. And when, you know, the, the coach, Burhalter, you know, you, you, <laughs> as a fan you're just like i don't know if i can trust this guy right but he's but he's in he's in the driver's seat like that's what's happening now and you know not to knock el salvador but that is what people are going in and saying and thinking right because i have you know friends who are of both uh, backgrounds u.s and you know salvadoran and they are under no ruse that El Salvador isn't a struggling team most of the time, that this is a beatable team for the U.S. men, right? But this is where, regardless, you know, I don't think it's going to be like an 8-0 situation um, as, as some of the other games. I know that the U.S. men can, can really dominate. But, yeah, just because it is a Central American team, they're going to give them a run for their money. It's it's going to be a challenge. It's not going to be easy, um, you know, that they have to play on that terrain is going to be tough. Um, I, I can't even imagine if they're going to have to take water breaks for the season right now. So, you know, I'm just hoping that obviously the U.S. men qualify, get the three points, and then on to the next one. Um, I mean... At this point, I don't see, and I hesitate to say it as well, we don't do predictions on this show, um, I don't see the U.S. men um, having less than a draw in some of these face-offs, um, but again, I'm not going to take anything for granted. I'm not going to, especially as a fan, like I said, PTSD, shake that off, regardless. Um, yeah, nothing is set in stone, nothing is a given, and... I'm excited. I'm excited to see the U.S. men actually, you know, <laughs> I think you make, like show, show their stuff. Yeah. I think, you know, it's an interesting point you make about kind of the, the PTSD and the fear of what occurred, um, you know, the last World Cup qualifying cycle. And I almost think playing on the road really helps for your first game, right? Because any kind of negative energy that would come, you know, if they go down a goal early or if, you know, it's, it's looking at halftime, it's looking a little dicey, you know, I think if, if they were, the, if they were playing in the States for the first game, you know, that energy in the stadium changes real fast, right? That, you know, everyone starts to be like, oh, here we go again. But now that you're on the road, you have, you know, 90 minutes to kind of 
be you know start fresh and 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 start the cycle you know differently and and you know I think that's that's a big help for the U.S. I think if they had started at home, then it's a very you know I think everyone's pounding the drum a little less because it's like oh god you know like it's qualifying again and, and that didn't go so well the last time. Um, so I, I think it, it being at a distance from the U.S. and, and having you know U.S. fans and I and I. I I, again, as I said, I, I don't know exactly what the ticket situation is and, and, and what the, you know, the the country entry and exit requirements are right now. But well, I assume... I just remember El Salvador wanting to play here. Yeah, I mean, that could... Th- then then maybe that could indicate that they're not there will not be fans or be limited fans. I, 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 again, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I think that, you know, it's, it's going to help the fact that, you know, this is kind of... It feels separated for this first game. That it feels like it's not, you know... First game, everything matters, and it's in the states. You know, I think this that that level of separation is really going to help um, the mentality around around this team. Yeah, and and that they aren't playing at home, like you said, it is. I think I think it's going to um, be a challenge, but in a good way. You know, I think it's what I think it's what this the U.S. men's team needs. Yeah, I agree, hundred ten percent. Well, as Christian said when we first started, how does a draw for the Galaxy against? Arguably their biggest rival, only because everybody got super hyped up uh, for this El Trafico. It's undeniable. LAFC is one of our biggest rivals now. It's it's only a what three year history with uh, LAFC, and and here we are. Um, just to start right off the bat, I mean this U uh, this this U.S. team, ha, huh? um, <laughs> this. LA Galaxy team, young, and never gave up. You just could see this passion. I mean, they definitely were challenged. They were definitely, you know, it's not easy to play at the bank. It just isn't. Um, I'm not going to lie. I really thought at at one point that the Galaxy were going to lose. I was really sitting there, like, dreading this, that it was going to be 3-2, 3-2, and I'm like, oh no, LAFC's fans are insufferable. They're going to get the bragging rights. And I was just like, okay, well, you know what? Keep the faith because this is El Trafico. And it did not disappoint with the number of goals and the performance. We we got to see um, Jovalich get his, not just one goal, but he got a brace. And then, you know, Cabral is really i i feel like you know can we still criticize this guy you know on galaxy twitter you see everybody just like get him off sub him off why is he there and you know he scores he scores the tying goal and like you know how can you how can you hate this guy you know it's just it's you're so torn with yourself because you see how cabral is kind of a liability on this team but then you also see you know that he's that he's got goals you know on his record and so like before i i turn it over to you christian the only the only thing i, I want to add as well is that um you know this is a, a little bit of a younger team a, a little bit of a inexperienced team especially when playing together there were times like regardless that the uh, ref was uh you know very mls himself um as that as Chapman has a reputation that, you know, precedes him. But I I have to say that, 
you know, while this team did have some slip-ups that made me feel really concerned at times because it's like you can't go against a team like LAFC and, you know, trip people in the box and stuff like that. Um, but at the same time, it's like, well, the Galaxy really were able to, to step up, to step up, and they played better in this game than they did their last two. Well, yes, uh, and I, and yes and no. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, first off, I mean, the Galaxy got battered against LAFC. I mean, 20, 25 to 10 shots, 11 to 5 shots on goal. I mean, LAFC were dominant in this game. And, you know, let's, let's get this out of the way now. Brown Rodriguez's goal, the first one, was a work of art. I mean, it was brilliantly good. Um, now, Greg Vanny answered to that. You know, he said, a guy can't carve through us like or cones in the box and put uh, put the ball top of net. It just can't happen. It's simple. All of us will be watching that video for the next 20 years on highlight reels, and that's not a position that any of us want to be in, um, which I think points to the frustration that Vanny had again in the game um, in, in the Vancouver and, and Colorado games where, you know, he said, you know, we're just not good enough on defense. We cheat on defense. I think that's that speaks to that. Now, I, I think, you know, I'll, we'll start with Jovalich. I mean, you know, first off, the first goal that Jovalich scores, you really hope any striker worth their salt is going to put that thing in the back of the net. You know, that was a gift from Jesus Murillo. Um, but I'll take it. You know, that, that, that LAFC is presently constituted will give you a couple of those kind of just like, here, have a freebie, and your job is to take advantage of those. And, and good teams take advantage when they're given opportunities. And, and I think, you know, Dijan Jovalich was kind of this missing piece and he's going to be a great understudy for Chicharito because they're kind of the same player, which they're, they're guys that once you get them in the box, they know where to make the run. They're incredibly smart. I mean, you saw it on the second goal that he scored. You know, he knows, you know, Araujo is going to, you know, fill that space. He knows he's going to get a look and he already is making the run and it's, and it's, you know, in the back of that brilliant angle on that one too. Um, I think my, I'm going to start with the negatives and I'll go into the positives because we always like to end happily, right? Um, I think, a lot of my frustration with this game and, and why I think LAFC racked up 25 shots on the night or afternoon, I guess, is because the Galaxy, and, and, and maybe this fixes itself when, you know, you have Jovalich and Chicharito kind of acting as a double pivot in, in like maybe a 4-4-2 or something like that, is that the Galaxy, when the ball shifted over to defensive possession, were huffing long balls, but no one was doing what needed to be done to win the ball and then hold it. And so what would happen was LAFC center backs just had an easy time of just stealing the ball off and then recycling back into the attack. And, you know, as you, you know, as you watch that game go on and on, the Galaxy get deeper and deeper and deeper. And like the lines of confrontation are basically like on top of Jonathan Bond's, you know, box. And that's not where you want to be. Now, I think this, this points to something that I've, I've kind of noticed, which is that the Galaxy, and, and this is something Vanny's going to have to work on through the rest of the season um, and, and into next season, which is that the Galaxy have two modes, which is, we possess, we move the ball well, you know, we generate a high percentage amount of chances, um, but we're defensively not solid, or we're defensively solid, but we get cowed into our own box and we'll give you 20 shots and you just have to be pretty decent at finishing on the day. You have to be able to kind of mate that yin and yang over 90 minutes. Like sometimes you have to know when to be expensive. You have to know when to contract. And I, I, don't, I don't think the Galaxy are there yet. Now that that's probably because of a new head coach, a new system, also Jovalich and Hamalain and completely new players, Cabral relatively new. Um, you know, I would have maybe liked to see Grant in this game a little earlier as kind of an outlet valve because he's been really good about playing off of um, outside backs. And LAFC's outside backs were pinning pretty high, and I think he would have maybe gotten one or two looks. Um, so, so, you know, 
there was some concerns here, but this is what good teams do is that they go out, they don't play their best soccer. I don't think LFC, or the Galaxy played particularly their best stuff this season. I think they played, you know, they've played teams better um, and they get a draw against a, a team that's in the ascendancy. Like, you know, good teams get points when they shouldn't get points, right? Like that's the mark of a good team. I mean, you look at the XG in this game and, and again, meaningless stat, but I think in a game where, you know, you concede 11 shots on target, it does mean something here. I mean, LFC's total team XG is 2.4, the Galaxy's 1.3. That indicates to me that the Galaxy figured out a way to do this. And good teams figure out a way to do things. And, you know, yes, there's there's tons of questions about this team, but you can't you cannot question their mentality. That you like this game proved you cannot question the mentality of this team. That this team is not afraid of any team, that is not afraid of going down a goal, that is not afraid of having to fight um and it basically make it a bar fight in order to get a point, like which it, it kind of turned into. Um Obviously, it's the rivalry game, and it's whatever. Uh, I do want to highlight Julian Araujo, who was absolutely brilliant again in this game. Um, he's taking souls. You texted me. Well, I mean, he he sent Brian, <laughs> he sent Diego Rossi to Turkey on that last tackle. So you know, <laughs> Diego Rossi was like, "I'm out." Um, you know, the, I think him and Hamalainen still don't have the best of understanding. That's understandable. Um, you know, so I, but but I mean, Julian Araujo, man, it's, it's gonna. It's going to tear my heart apart when he goes to Europe. He's going to deserve every minute of it. But it's, you know, this team is so much better when Julian Araujo is firing like he was. And and, and another guy that I, I, I've i dogged on this podcast, but, you know, it w- was Efrain Alvarez. I don't think the Galaxy's third goal happens if Efrain isn't on the field. And I think, yeah. you know, this is also another Greg Vanny special. And it, it's one of those things where, and I said it when we did our preview for, I believe, the 2019 MLS Cup, where I said, what makes Vanny so difficult to coach against is that he's more than happy to change shape three or four times a match. You know, he, he is a re, you know, he, he's, pro, he's proactive in the sense that he sets up his teams for success. And, and, you know, we saw it in, 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 even though they were losses, but against Vancouver and against Colorado, um, in that home win against Dallas where, you know, his teams are proactive. They want to play on the front foot. They want to use the ball, um, and, and, and move the ball quickly in order to be in successful uh, positions of attack. But when I, when I say re- reactive, I, I, he, he responds to game states where he's like, oh, I think I know what I can do here. And, you know, bringing on Efron Alvarez, you know, changing the shape to a 3-5-2. I mean, the Galaxy were so much better. Um, you know, Cabral, I, I, you, you mentioned Cabral and kind of the, the controversy, shall we say, around him. Um, I don't think he helps himself. His body language is always a little kind of down. Um, but, you know, he had a golden opportunity that was a phenomenal save by Thomas Romero and goal for LAFC. I mean, that header that, you know, probably... I, I, I can check the XG percentage on that, but I mean, you know, normally that goes in the back of the net. I mean, it's such a great, you know, opportunity. Um, I do think, you know, you know, the Galaxy, yeah, I mean, the Galaxy figured out a way in this game. And that's, you know, again, as I've said, what good teams do is they figure out a way. I'm not going to say the Galaxy are almost cup contenders yet. Let's, let's not, you know. Yeah. No, this game definitely, like I said, I thought this was a loss. I was definitely worried. And, and, to LAFC fans that were on Twitter saying, oh, why are the Galaxy celebrating this, you know, mm-hmm. like they won the World Cup? It's like, well, you know, did <laughs> this was a huge missed opportunity for LAFC. Like, I mean, this could have completely turned their season around. And instead, they, they collapsed at the end and, you know. Sit below the playoff line. Yeah, and I mean, this, is, this was three points and it became a point. Um, I think, you know, 
the fact that the galaxy are doing what they're doing while also being very aware of structural issues and trying to fix them on the fly, I'm very, I've been very impressed. And, you know, I think maybe on a, on a, on a, on a night where they're a little bit sharper, they, they take the lead early and, and then, then things kind of, you know, then LAFC starts to get in their heads a little bit and, 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 you know, the galaxy can, you know, maybe take a tune to lead. I, I think, um, the penalty they concede at the end of, of the half to, to go in that halftime, you know, uh, it was, a, you know, I, I've watched it back a couple times and I still haven't convinced myself that it's a penalty. Um, yeah, yeah, it was definitely soft. I think it's, it, it's one of those ones where letter of the law says it's a penalty. Is it a penalty? You know, um, I, I thought Araujo's challenge in the first minute was more of a penalty than that was. Well, see, I didn't because I thought, I thought Rossi threw himself and he didn't even contact make contact with him. That's what we could see on the replay at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, obviously was in the stadium seeing it at, at, at full speed. Um, <laughs> right. It was a very different look. Um, um, mm-hmm. But, but it, you know, again, another fantastic game from Revolution in, in, this, in, in, in the engine room. You know, I think it's, it's starting to come together. You know, it, it, it did feel like in the moments where the Galaxy had some level of ascendancy, especially in that first, not in the first 10 minutes, but I'd say from like 10 minutes to 30 minutes. The connections were there. The movement was there. The the ideas were there. You know, obviously Jovalich gets a gift, but you know they were putting Jovalich in good positions. They were putting you know players in good positions to be successful. And like that's what you want to see from a team that still has a lot of building to do and still has a lot of work to do. And obviously they have the bye week coming up this week. Thank God. Um, you know, it, it gives them time to 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 kind of you know. It, but the metaphor I'm looking for, I guess, you know, like, I don't know, um, you know, focus the telescope, I, I guess, um, you know, it, it gives them that opportunity. But I, I think, you know, I guess my, my overarching takeaway is um, it's, it's a, it's a great, it's a great draw. And there was a lot of moments I really liked. Thank God we got out of there alive, you know? Yeah. How, how was the atmosphere there? I, I would say it was, it was pretty good. It was, it was, it was pretty tense, um, oddly. Um, and I, I think, you know, when LAFC went down a goal early or in the 20th, um, it, well, that it is early for us, right? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it, it did get a, the, the, the intensity ratcheted up a little bit more, you know, the, the crowd started to get a little bit more invested, you know, it, it did feel, I'd say in the first, you know, like 10 minutes with LAFC and the ascendancy, it did kind of feel like a little bit of like a carnival kind of atmosphere for them. Um, but then you have scores and it's kind of like, Oh, yeah, that's right. This is a rivalry game. Um, of course, the Galaxy fans, you've seen the videos, you've seen the photos, we're, we're, in, we're in fine voice. Um, but yeah, you know, this. I, I think basically, you know, if, if I'm a Galaxy fan, this is a great point. This is something to build on. This is one of those, you know, kind of just like, we, we talk about signature victories in a season, right? And of course, the, the, the one no win over Minnesota at Minnesota is, has been so far that one. And maybe the 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 first El Trafico win at home was another one of those. But I think this is, oddly enough, a signature point. You know what I mean? Like, this is a Galaxy team that just didn't quit. You know, that was, you know, down 2-1, down 3-2, and somehow kept finding their way back into the game. Um, and I, I think that's that speaks to a mentality that Greg Vanny has has changed in a incredibly short amount of time. Um, they, they do have some things to fix. It's, again, three games without a win. That's a little bit of time same problems with the galaxy like you know their their inability to finish like cabral and also cabral problems um you know hitting the post poor grants here um and and those 
those things, you know, that that the galaxy need to do better on. But, you know, why I said that this was better than the last two games was because this was not a loss. Um, you know, because of the number of goals, um, you know, it's interesting because, you know, you said, uh, you know, obviously LAFC dropped the points, right? Like this, like the reason why the Galaxy fans and even the Galaxy themselves feel like, you know, like we're celebrating a draw is because, you know, the Galaxy, the last two games, like those were games that the Galaxy and this game too, but it shouldn't have dropped points on, right? Like they had an opportunity to be in first place. They had an opportunity to move up on the table and then they dropped down to fourth place, right? But, you know, with this game, seeing it toward the end like that so late that I thought that it was going to be a loss for the Galaxy. And like you said, for them to come back from goal deficits, it's not, very, it's not only just a very... <laughs> El Trafico pattern. It's kind of interesting how even though the players have changed, like the dynamic of the El Trafico is still the same, uh, where the Galaxy, you know, come back like that. Um, and obviously, like, the talent on this roster says that they can do that, right? And like you said, kudos to Vanny to being able to, to get this point. Um, but it's just... It's just something that you want to see as a Galaxy fan, you know, and that you can hold your head up and you can be proud of your team at the end of the day that they went to bank, which was a very difficult stadium to play in. Um, you know, they're in enemy territory. Uh, like you said, it's a very tense atmosphere. Um, you know, that they can come back from behind like that. I mean, if I'm, you know, LAFC, I, as a fan, like, first of all, their, their fan base is, you know, not... They don't have all their facts together when it comes to the way that they argue against the Galaxy, and, and I'm sure you've seen some of the stuff on Twitter, how they interview people who clearly don't really you know, seem very knowledgeable uh, about things, and I'm not trying to crap all over their fan base. I'm just stating facts of like how it seems that you know, LAFC barely know what they're talking about you know, when it comes to the fans, and then I don't think that they're going to be as prideful after this game. I don't think that they're going to come out of this game feeling like, oh, yeah, it's a draw. We didn't lose to the Galaxy, you know? Like, they didn't lose. And it's because our, you know, our team was able to come back. Well, I think, um, yeah, you know, I think it's, obviously it's a rivalry game and that, that kind of bluster of, you know, Oh, are you, like that 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 back and forth is just it's mm -hmm. it's inherent. Like it's going to happen no matter what. Had, had it been any other team, I think LAFC fans would be would be a lot more crushed. Um, I think you know you, you you were getting to a point that I I I I firmly agree with, which is just the mentality of this team is is is, is elite. Um, and, and and one thing I I didn't mention in kind of my little breakdown there, how good was Jonathan Bond at goal? I mean, he was on fire. Um. Yeah, yeah, there were things, the goals that were against him, there's really not much he can do there. He, he, I mean, he can't save the Brown Rodriguez shot, uh, the, the first goal. I mean, he, or, or the, no, so the penalty, is it well taken penalty? penalty? Is, it's a penalty. Yeah, off the, <laughs> you know, off the post. 90% of the time they go in there. Yeah, I, I think it's, it, yeah, something like 80% of penalties go in, it's only like, goalkeepers only save 20% of the time. I, I, I saw a stat uh, a couple years back. I did have 
faith in Bond, though. I was like, please, just get it. If anyone can stop this, it's you. I was going to say, of course, Bond was jawing off in the media in the game beforehand where he said, you know, I can't wait to play there and I can't wait to hear our fans over theirs. And if he had saved a penalty, are you kidding me? That would have gotten insane. Um, yeah, no, but I think, you know, this is a this is a gut check, gutsy performance from this team from a, from a team that I think needed one. You know what I, you know what I mean? Like I think the Galaxy needed to go back to a, a a game where just you know I think the the best Galaxy games we've seen this year are games where they just they just wanted it more. Or it and that's such an intangible, stupid thing to point to, and I know that, but it did just feel like in the, in, in the loss to Colorado and Vancouver in, in the past week, the mentality just didn't look there. And yeah, it's probably tired legs. And yeah, it's, it's been, you know, we're at the tail end of a long season and, you know, it only goes up from here. And as we're going to talk about Colorado next. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think just to go out and, and to kind of gut your way through a performance like that, especially against your biggest rivals in a game where kind of you can throw the book of form out the window, it's a huge deal. And I think, you know, <laughs> I've talked to myself in more positivity about this than I, than I originally had. Um, I think this 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 could be one of those you know you, you put it on the lo- or on the locker room uh, corkboard and, and always kind of remind remind yourself that you can get to there because you you do have that determination. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad you said that. Um, you you knew what what I was getting at and and why the galaxy can walk out of that stadium and our fans can keep our heads up. Um, I know you said, <laughs> and right and, and rightly so. Like I'm not blind to the galaxy's problems. The reason why I thought this was also, you know, I don't want to say better than the last two games, because I agree that definitely there's concerns, and it was troublesome at times. And like I said, this was seeming like it was going to be a loss. But the but the reason is because we know these problems that the galaxy have. We know that they're working on them. We know that Vanny is working on them. That he actually gives a damn and we know um you know lafc was was winless coming into this like the galaxy definitely had the advantage right um but at the same time you know you're just you can only hope you can only hope that your team is going to come back that they're going to be able to hold their own um in an away game whoever it is right and and going into colorado is going to be a challenge now um you know, you're hoping that the Galaxy are going to take that, you know, that fight with them, that they're going to take this bye week and be able to sharpen up, rest up, um, you know, get everything that they need because Colorado is actually good this season. And to be honest with you, I kind of feel like they were the dark horse because I didn't really think, I didn't really have Colorado in mind as like a, a contender. Yeah, I think, you know, quickly pointing to, to Vanny and, and kind of, you know, the point you made about he's having to do this on the fly, like, you know, I think that's, a, you, you, I, I, I kind of understand the point you're making there, which is that this is a very positive sign that these, you know, yes, there are problems, but there's a certain level of accountability and awareness and, hey, we're going to fix this rather than kind of, well, everything's broken, we can't really do anything, too bad, throw our hands up, whatever, we're going to have a bad season. You know what I mean? Like, it, it does feel like everyone is... Pull, is rowing their oars in the same direction in a way that like is incredibly impressive for a rebuild year. Um, I know I, I know next week we'll get into Colorado a little bit more in depth um, and, and and unpack kind of the World Cup qualifiers. But to, to kind of quickly preview that, um, you know, Colorado has always kind of been a weirdly solid team that just kind of has never really captured the right energy. And I think you know for all the for all the stick Robin Fraser got in his time at Chivas USA, you know, I think you can really point to his failures there as 
well, he wasn't just given any resources. I mean, like they were actively trying to destroy the team. Um, he's a very good coach. He's a smart coach. He's a savvy coach. I mean, uh, when we last played Colorado, Vanny was very expansive of his praise for him. Um, and I think it's, it's very well deserved. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to be a tough ask. And especially, you know, going to Colorado is always, you know, a, a tricky, you know, kind of a, a tricky ordeal. Um, but I think, you know, the Galaxy can, again, you know, gut out, a, gut out a game, maybe gut out a 1-0 win like they did in Minnesota or, you know, get a draw and, and, and fix some of these defensive issues. And I'm going to feel really solid about kind of the run-in. Um, it's going to be tough. The next four out of five games are on the road um, against teams that are, you know, team tricky kind of, I'd say, bogey teams. You know, like they play Austin in Austin. Austin has proven to be a very tough team to play at home. Um, you know, they play at Colorado, another tough place to play. Um you know, they're going to have some tough games coming up. But I think, you know, if you can, if you can get out of the, ne- the next four to five games, you know, in decent shape, you know, not obviously, you know, nosediving, but, you know, if you're in, the, in that four or five range uh, in the Western Conference playoff picture, I'm going to feel pretty good about the end of the season. Yeah, um, you know, it's a very, it's very tight. This is where, you know, in the West, uh, where, you know, the Galaxy, this is another must-win Um so yeah, I'm trying not to say too much more because we are going to bring you a preview on the next one. So thank you so much. This has been episode 19 and we appreciate all the shout outs on Twitter and the new listeners. So thank you so much, you guys. Uh, we always get a boost around El Trafico and we'd like to keep it coming. We'll see you on the flip side.